1: Constitutionalists, libertarians, communists, Islamist, LGBTQ, RSTVWXYZ XYZ people, and anybody else I may have missed to the Sons of Liberty radio show here on Red State Talk Radio. I'm your host, Tim Brown, coming to you live from the U.S. occupied state of South Carolina. And for our Muslim friends, I'm the infidel that Allah warned you about. I hold to the book, the Bible, as the authoritative word of God, also the editor at sons And uh, libertymedia.com. <clears throat> and this is going to be new for us. This will be a weekly thing and uh, we're going to kind of swap things up. I know there's lots to hear about politics. There's good and bad and all of that, and we're probably going to touch on maybe a little bit of that today, but but not so much. I, I thought with the information that I've learned over the past uh, month or so that I thought it would be good that we have a health and wellness show. So, since In God's Providence, uh, we were in touch with uh, Rachel Seller, and then she put me in touch with, um, I call her UK Nurse Kate. That's uh, Shemarani, that what we would do is I, I asked her, I said, would you be interested in coming on the platform that we go out to and providing some nutritional information, some health information. She's a nurse of 35 years uh, with the NHS and the UK. She's a nutritionist for, I think, six or seven years, something like that. And um, and she's got a story to tell. So this is going to be our premier broadcast of our health and wellness show and what I want to do is I'm going to have to set things up because she's just got in. I thought I was going to get left hanging here for a moment there. But uh, I'm going to get it set up here. And um, <clears throat> let me give out some things for people. If you want to watch the live version of the radio show, maybe you're home today, you can check that out. SonsofLibertyMedia.com. Just go there. It's on the right side of the page. We're also at BeforeIt'sNews.com, our YouTube channel, B. Dean, Sons of Liberty. Our Facebook page, Bradley Dean SOL, and my Twitter account, FPP Tim, as well as DLive.TV, The Sons of Liberty. And then we also post on not only Facebook and Twitter and our webpage, but also Spreely Gab, Me, we Minds, and USA.life. And while I do this, I want to welcome back to The Sons of Liberty, Kate Shimrani. Good morning. Hi, good morning. I can't hear you very well,
2: Tim. Could you stick your sound up? I've put mine on maximum.
1: <laughs> I've got it on maximum, too, and I don't understand what happens sometimes when I use Zoom, so I apologize. Uh, That's I'll okay. W-
2: I can hear you, but I'm having to, like, give it the, you
1: know. <laughs> well, what I'm going to do is I'm going to kick over here to where we are for our uh, health and wellness show because I need to add you in so that people will know who is speaking. So I'm going to do that real quickly, and then we're going to get to what we're talking about, and that is, um, you know, real health and wellness. And a lot of people – the reason I think this is so important and the reason I asked you to come on is so that we can help people understand why it's so important that they build up their immune system, that they take care of their bodies, uh, and a proper way to do that, especially in light of some of the stuff that we're getting in the media – that's being used against us. It's not. J- I mean, a lot of this is just stuff that people were ignorant of, and so that's why I wanted to have you on. So, with that said, we wanted to kind of start off by te- letting letting you tell your story, your own personal story, of what happened to you, even as a nurse, um, things that you learned, and 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 what happened. So, I want to kick it over to you.
2: Hi. So yeah, I'm Kate Shemarani. My full name is Kay Allison Shemarani, and I first trained as a nurse in 1984 when I was I was 19. I'm 54, I'm 55 this year. When I, uh, I, I then left nursing for a while and, and joined an airline, so I had my childhood vaccines, I had my nursing vaccines, then I had a ton more vaccines as a flight attendant. So I carried on, and then I went back to nursing and flying part-time, and then got married, and I had four children in quick succession, just over three and a half years between them. So I had eight years of just being a mummy, and that was my life, and I decided I would, when my last one started school, I would go back and do my return to practice, which I did at university. So um, I had to pay for that privilege. And I was just beginning to start a business, uh, an aesthetics business, so that I could work hours that suited myself and my children. And then all of a sudden, um, I was diagnosed with uh, lobular invasive grade 3 breast cancer. I had been really tired and and just feeling very different um, for the six months prior to that. Now, my brother-in-law, at the time, my ex husbands uh, sister's husband, is one of Iran's top urologists. He part owns the hospital in Tehran. Well, he is the top urologist. And um, so I had my NHS uh, doctor, I had my private healthcare, because I had private healthcare, and I had the oncology team in Iran. Take a look at all my notes. Now, the Iran uh, doctors were saying that I needed to have a double mastectomy, um, radiotherapy, chemotherapy, and the nodes removed from both arms, all the way from my chest and down my arms. So I went in, And I had a double mastectomy, not because I was going with that, just because from an aesthetic point of view, and I had an immediate reconstruction. Three weeks post-diagnosis, this was, because I had private healthcare. So I was in the top hospital in London, the London Clinic, and I took with me two books, The China Study and Dr. Gerson's uh, Report of 50 Cases. So on day two, I began to read these. I had five drains, I had morphine, I was uh, in in surgery for over eight hours because I had a bleed. They woke me up and then put me straight back to sleep. And at that point, I actually thought I was going to die. When I began to read the books, a big epiphany slapped me where I thought I'd made a mistake. Anyway, I went home, a bit foolish at the time, but I went home with five drains. A week later, I had decided to decline chemotherapy, radiotherapy, tamoxifen, and I would do the full Gerson therapy for two years, which was 13 juices, fat-free, salt-free, sugar-free vegan diet for the first four weeks, and then you incorporate 200ml of fat-free organic yoghurt, uh, five coffee enemas a day, two castor oil enemas a week. I also did uh, vitamin B17 protocol, a tablet protocol for two years. I took huge doses of vitamin C for two years, and I also did mistletoe injections for two years. Uh, yes, yeah, for one year, sorry. Now, shortly after surgery, I read three papers, with my exact diagnosis that stated if I'd have done everything that was on the menu, then everything that I was being offered, surgery, chemotherapy, radiotherapy, tamoxifenzoidic, my survival was 20% at two years and zero at five. Um, I sacked the oncologist very early on when he was trying to get me to have another bone scan, even though I could read my blood results and I have let him sell it to me. And he didn't. He told me it was just because I had really good private healthcare and peace of mind. I don't. I don't think there's any... Evidence based peer reviewed studies out there on peace of mind. So I did my two full years, that was eight years ago. And uh, and during the course of that, with uh, a Gerson practitioner, um, I found out that I had an underlying thyroid problem. So everything that was happening to me, my kids were young, I was driving 90 miles a day to get them to all their schools, and I just went on autopilot for two years. But every time I did an anymore, I would read. And it was before iPhones came in, so mine was books endless books. And it became very apparent that everything I'd learned was a lie. And I went right back to the very beginning of who, who was the allopathic medical system that we call the healthcare system, but actually isn't. It's a system that once you've been made sick, it keeps you sick. It just manages that sickness by applying more and more drugs and cutting off more and more body parts. So at that point, I realized the whole system was just a big lie. And I had to unlearn Most of what I've learned and start from the beginning and start looking at, you know, my motto, you are what you eat. Today's food truly does become tomorrow's cells, And no amount of exercise is an offset for a poor diet. We're told that we don't have an immune system, when we do. And and the aim is to inject you with vaccines. There's nothing good in a vaccine. It's full of poison that will indeed make you sick. It can kill you there and then on the spot. And if it doesn't kill you on the spot, it will kill you slowly over time. And that's fact. So when you look at the main players of the whole death system, because it's certainly not healthcare, it's all linked to the same thing, which might blew my mind, which was all linked to the banks, it's all linked to the petroleum companies, it's all linked to um, the pharmaceutical companies. It's all linked to the same thing, and that these people were indeed of Satan and out to, to destroy us and make money along the way, and enjoy it. Which is, which is what really then took me to an abyss where my only refuge was God, the Alpha and the Omega. And that is where I kind of am today, where my whole mission is to, to wake people up. And, you know, I use a bit of an analogy people spend more money on their gardens than what they do on their own health. And, and just to say, folks, don't think that the natural healthcare is is always good as well because that can be just as corrupt remembering that 90 percent of supplements are indeed synthetic so we spend so much money on making our gardens look pretty if you get a dustbin lid you stick it over a piece of your lovely green lush lawn that lawn will go yellow because we need light natural light from god and that's every single cell in your body has the vitamin d receptor and how do we get vitamin d Sunshine. When the sun is directly overhead converts the cholesterol in our skin and then it and then that goes and all our nutrients our calcium bind to that other nutrients tell it where to go you can't make the fluid in your cells unless you have vitamin d yeah god really did create
1: everything we need kate let me let me take a take a second because i know people are hearing you talking about a garden and garden over there means something different than it does here. Like lawn, here, your lawn. Yeah, over here it means you're planting vegetables and corn and, uh, you know, different fruit trees and stuff like this. That This is a garden over here. Over there you're talking about, like, just regular plants. You're not necessarily talking, or even the yeah, lawn, right? I'm talking right?
2: about your green grass yeah. and planting flowers. <laughs> yes.
1: Okay. I'm not
2: talking about, you know, that's uh, the the English motto, you know, an Englishman's home is his cattle. And they take it really serious over here. Even when I've stood next to people in the supermarket as they picked up uh, a Roundup Ready Weed Killer and I've told them that is going to kill everybody. It's it's cancerous. It causes cancer. I even had a man say to me, I know, but my wife doesn't like weed. So he'd rather contaminate his own environment with a deadly toxin that Monsanto had to pay out, what was it, fifty million to for it? It was it
1: was a lot of money. It was a yeah, lot of money. It was a lot of neighbors. money. Yeah, and not only that, but uh, there are natural things that you can do if you want to kill weeds. My wife uses like a, a vinegar, or some kind of solution that you can kill weeds if you do it on a day where you've got like temperatures upwards of eighty degrees or so.
2: Yeah, and also you can get a garden fork and just dig them out. And there's nothing more therapeutic because well, weeds too. have yeah. weeds have short roots and they pop up when it's been wet. You just dig them up. You know, there's a lot of weeds that. Um, that are really good for you, dandelion. Dandelion is, um, I believe that's um, a diuretic. It makes you pee lots. So if you're suffering from, you know, edema, fluids, and like when you've been on a flight and you make yourself some dandelion tea, you'll pee like a racehorse, job done. So, you know, God didn't put all these plants on the earth uh, for no reason. They're all part of the ecosystem. Everything is linked. But we go around now as humans thinking we are an entity all on our own. And we destroy every, every single piece of this beautiful planet for our own greed. And, uh, I, I, you know, I, I, there's one thing that I find really, really, really entertaining. is when I drive past these gyms, these gyms you know, the health, health and wellness business, you know, the gym business and the diet industry is phenomenal. Diet to me means deny. As soon as I think diet, I want to eat things I shouldn't. But I drive past this huge gym and it's really high up and there's all these people on treadmills and, and it's literally like watching hamsters in a cage on a, on a wheel going round. When you don't need to pay all that membership, you could, we're surrounded by fantastic countryside. Get running up a hill, get running up steps if you live in the city. Why do we need, why do we need all that? Yeah, we need weights, because you know, as you get older, it's great to do weight bearing exercises. It's good for strengthening the skeleton but people just don't go out anymore and when you go out you get that vitamin d it's all gone topsy-turvy and god's watching all of this with a big unhappy face
1: yeah i part of the part of the thing is your video was kind of freezing up there i don't know if it's my internet connection because we're doing it a little bit later in the day and so i apologize folks who are watching it's not kate's fault it's not my fault i I think what it is is my kids are up and so we they start using different things with the Internet and stuff. So that may be tying up with our bandwidth. But the point is, is you're, you're exactly right. I think the thing that I've learned in the past month since we did the interview with you, since I've watched Dr. Kaufman uh, and I've watched Dr. Shiva and I've I've listened to these people. So it's, you know, somebody asked me yesterday when I was having a go at the um, the issue of money and control over this whole coronavirus. They were saying, well, are you a doctor? And I I said, no, I'm not a doctor, but I can learn from those who went through the the medical schools. I can learn from those who said, okay, well, this stuff I learned in medical school is like really wrong. And here's what I found that actually works. And you were talking, you were touching on the Dr. Gerson, um, the, the, the thing that he set up. Could you tell people a little bit about that and the fact that the people he helped, what was it? What was it like a hundred percent rate that he had of helping people, what they had cancers and things?
2: Well Dr. Gerson was a German Jew and he left Germany during the war. I believe most of his family perished and he came to the States and he suffered from migraines. I mean and I this is the bit that I found amazing. You see there's only two when I worked in the emergency room, generally you get a headache for two reasons. You've got a head injury or you're toxic (laughs) for two reasons. And he had really bad migraines, so he began to change his diet and he got rid of his migraine completely. And just to, to say, folks, I suffered horrifically with migraines all through my 20s. I couldn't take the birth control pill because of it in the end. As soon as I started doing the Gerson therapy, I never, ever have had a migraine since, ever, ever, in eight years. And he suffered from migraines. His colleague asked him to treat him for migraines. And at the same time, this guy had, in, he had I believe he had TB, and it cured his TB as well. So they started an experiment in a ward where they took all TB patients, tuberculosis patients, I believe it was skin tuberculosis, and it didn't work. And what, what, what had happened was one of the nurses was bringing in sausages and stuff for them. So once they got that out of the picture, they set about again, and I believe they cured all of them all by uh, one. So somebody came along and brought a patient who was terminal with cancer to see Dr. Gerson. Uh, And he'd never used it for that. And he treated this lady and she lived. Her cancer was gone. Now, he went on to do many, many, many more experiments. And were all peer-reviewed experiments. He he used Thomas Stolberg's experiments. And he began curing everyone. Now, remember, you can't talk about cure in the UK. You can't talk about cure the 1939 Cancer Act. He said cure, he goes straight to jail. Uh, I, I was reading something about that. Just digressing, that game was put in place so that nobody could challenge the radiotherapy that they were using. You know, the standard cut, burn, poison. So Dr. Gerson was curing people. Um, there's, I've read that he was, um, he was later poisoned slowly and and killed. There's a lot who say that's not true. I've read Dr. Gerson's book. I've read it as a nurse. I've read it as a patient, and it is phenomenal, amazing and um he did talk in his book about that the people of the future would be so toxic His therapy you know it might not work now i'm going back to dr calvin now the way the therapy works is this the heart is to vascular disease as the liver is to cancer so when the liver every single uh, your blood every three minutes your entire systemic circulation goes through your liver and all the toxins go through your liver and what your liver does is it Packages them up because it doesn't want them to harm you. Wraps them in fat and sends them back out. Now, cancer is when you're so toxic and you're so deficient in vitamins, minerals, you can no longer generate an immune response. That really resonated with me because, first of all, I remembered in my nursing practice that when patients are later later on in their end stages of cancer, they don't really generate a high temperature. They just have this low-grade pyrexia all the time. Now, the other thing was I had 12 cats, four kids, 12 cats. It's a big house. <laughs> and I'd always had flea bites. I always knew when it was time to flee the cats. I lived back in a Woods. All my kids were getting flea bites. And about three years before I was diagnosed, I stopped getting flea bites. I just didn't get them anymore, nowhere. And I thought, well, that's good. And I didn't really get too sick per se, just lots of colds. Anyway, I was reading Dr. Gerson's book. And he did this test and he took 50 patients who didn't have cancer and he put this plaster on them that had i I can't remember it was something like a cathartic plaster. it was a spider toxin he put this onto them and 48 of the 50 got a blister from the, the toxin and that was what he wanted to show that you would exhibit an immune response and that immune response would be the blister now of the two patients who didn't have cancer didn't exhibit an immune response both were diagnosed within six months with cancer i mean that to me was amazing so i wasn't getting the flea bites but my kids were but i was getting bitten i just wasn't exhibiting an immune response and then i thought back about patients who um had had full-blown AIDS. we can talk about that another day what that is and how you get it it's not how people think um and when they have eczema when they're very end stage in this this uh, acquired immune deficiency syndrome, their eczema no longer itches. It's just there. They don't even get any immune response to it. So looking at that, that was phenomenal for me. And then 18 months into the therapy, I started getting flea bites, which to me was amazing. Now, five years after I started the therapy and I still juice today, I got flu. And I got flu like, what you, we can talk about what that is, but you don't get a bite, you don't catch a flu. It's your body having a big clean out. And I woke up, I'd started to spike a really high temperature, 40, which was phenomenal. And every single bit of my my skeletal structure was killing me. My my bones, my spine was really hurting. I woke up at two in the morning and after this cancer, I had pea-sized lymph nodes that were hard, particularly under my right arm where I had cancer, but under the other one. I woke up about 2 in the morning, and I couldn't put my arms down. These lymph nodes were enormous. They were like golf balls. I went into the bathroom, used the bathroom, came back. When I woke up in the morning, they'd shrunk to smaller than they'd ever shrunk. Now, this temperature kept going really high and coming down a little bit over about four days, and I was really nose-running, sputum from a cough that went you know, from clear to white to, yeah, to green to yellow. And on about the fifth day, I think it was, I had this fantastic thing where you wake up and you're completely wet through. And that went on for two nights. I could have wrung my pajamas out. And what that is, is when your body has had the biggest clean-out ever by putting your temperature up, putting your white cells up, making you produce lots of fluids because these exosomes come out of the cell, gobble up these toxins, then they go off to your immune cells to get rid of them. What happens then is your hypothalamus that puts your temperature up, base of the brain, has to reset. So the way it does that is by making you sweat. And for anyone who remembers back to your school days in physics, how does your refrigerator work? Cooling occurs through rapid evaporation. It pulls latent heat from the surroundings to cool you, which is why when you come out of the shower, you get really cold, because that fluid is evaporating off you, pulling heat from the surroundings to cool you. So that's what happens. Your hypothalamus resets and makes you sweat. It's fantastic. This creation... That God made in his image doesn't need all that poison that the pharmaceutical industry wants to throw into you, inject into you, spray above. doesn't need that. What it needs is all the vitamins and minerals from organic, clean diet, clean water, clean environment. I'm going off on a tangent here.
1: No, that's fine. That's fine. I was I was actually looking for a picture we can replace because I know some people are seeing it freeze up, and, and that's probably on my end uh, due to the Internet connection and everything else. But you're exactly right. Um, part of the things that, that we're – I mean, when you say that we're being lied to, it isn't just in the political realm. It isn't just in the banking industry or all of these other things. I mean, we're, we're literally being lied to about our health. Now, my me and my wife, we've had – uh, 10 kids together over 25 years. Yes, same woman, same guy. We're we're here together. I mean, we we struggle through things like anybody else, but the fact of the matter is we've had them. And we. my wife has done tremendous reading and stuff on what you eat and what you don't eat and tried to incorporate some of that in our family. And I'm glad for that because, uh, you know, the Bible says that uh, you find favor with God when you find a wife, that's one, and then that she's to be a helpmate to you. And uh, my wife has certainly been that. And many of the things she's brought to me, I've been like, well, why didn't I think of that? And it's because I wasn't even thinking about that. I'm thinking I'm doing what I'm doing, and I'm hungry, and I need to eat something. And my kids will tell you now, uh, because of the information that you've given, especially, uh, I am an addict (laughs) to carrot juice. Uh, Like, really, my skin, I would be Donald Trump. In the in the flesh, literally, if uh, if I had my way, because I'd probably be drinking that stuff like three or four times a day. But I understand. Well, you yeah, yeah, but I don't want to be orange. <laughs> so but no,
2: no. If you're orange, this is a thing you see. Okay. That's a sign that your liver is compromised, and you just need to keep carrying on because it, your liver has to to you, you know your liver is a site foreman. Everything has to be processed through that. So it's just a little bit of beta carotenea. And, and your liver not working as good as it should, and that will pass. And remember carrot juice. Carrots in Japan are used to clean the soil because they suck up toxins. So you don't want to be having not organic. You want organic carrots, don't peel them. The vitamins and minerals are just under the skin. Shop them for your juicer, any juicer. Obviously the more expensive ones, the really slow ones don't generate heat to damage the enzymes, but get a juicer, any juicer and get started. It's, it's the vitamin A that's in carrots is the immunity vitamin. And it's also got beta-carotene in it, antioxidants in it, between B, vitamin C. You can give babies it. You can give toddlers it. It's delicious. You can put an apple in there. And let me tell you what an apple does. Apple's full of pectin. And, it, uh, and, and what happens is that apple, when you put the apple through, actually increases the uptake of the, the vitamins and minerals in the carrot. And also, it is, um, it, it, apples are great because the malic acid in apples, is going to soften any stones you've got. And anyone that's over 40, fair fat and 40, women get, um, well, and men, they get gallstones because of all the fat and the rubbish that we've eaten. Uh, and then what you have, I've just got to tell you this, I've got loads of patients who, they go to the doctor, and they've, they've got this pain that is, you know, underneath the rib cage, and it'll often go up into the neck, and it'll often be in the shoulder and down the arm, So your medic will send you off to see, you know, a a spinal doctor. And actually what you've got is that gallbladder, the the phrenic nerve on the top of it uh, is is getting irritated and it comes up to the neck and then it all inflames and your body tries to kind of protect that. So all your muscles go tight around it and you get that pain down your arm and it's actually your gallbladder. And then what do they do, the medics, for cystitis? Now, obviously, if you in acute cholecystitis that could kill you they're going to do surgery if you've got a big stone blocking your bile ducts but you don't need to whip the gallbladder out on everybody what you need to do is a nice gallbladder flush we can do a show on that i'll talk you through it it's great my friend did it put a a sieve in the toilet and it was full of all these gallstones so um you just keep doing a gallbladder flush get your diet cleaned up and that pain will go and you'll be in fantastic shape so you know, just to go back here, I just want to get so much in to get everyone a taster of all that I'm going to tell everybody because this is my passion. um This is why God showed me what to do and why I'm still alive today when when a lot of my friends aren't. But um, you know, all of these things. If you look at the Hippocratic Oath, which doctors do not take, the Hippocratic Oath in the UK anymore. They don't. They go on the GMC. Page and they tick the boxes and sign but in the Hippocratic oath it actually states thou shalt not administer an abortive, thou shalt not give enough of a, uh, a substance that it becomes a poison and you can kill someone and thou shalt, shalt not take a knife to somebody so no matter how many body parts you keep cutting off people you're just cutting the symptom away you're not getting to the reason that they're sick in the first place it's like having a damp spot on your wall. You can paint over it as much as you like, which is what pharmaceutical drugs are, and cutting it off, unless you get to the reason they have it in the first place. it's Just going to keep coming back.
1: Well, yeah, and I, 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 I tend to agree with that. Just at, look, I'm just a guy on the on the outside, and I'm trying to find out why I'm having so much of a problem with the with the volume. I'm going to have to get somebody to look at it because we've we've had it not just with you, but with several shows. And I've tried turning off the board and things of this nature to keep it from getting hot. And I apologize for that. So, folks, it's sounding decent here on the computer. So when when we archive the show, if you're having a hard time hearing, it will probably be easier to hear through the podcast. And I will have that up at sonsoflibertymedia.com. But you were making mention of the gallstones just quickly. And then what I want to do is take some time because, you, you know, we titled this, You Are What You Eat, your, your motto that you give there. And one of the things that I want to do Is just tell people, just from my perspective, I'm 51. When I was 49 or 50, whatever it was, I started having these tremendous, uncomfortable... They weren't really pains. They were just uncomfortable. They would happen about 3 in the morning. They would last for 2 or 3 hours. I didn't know what was going on. Then it would go into my back. I would get on the floor. It was the most... It would just drive me crazy, almost to the point of nausea. And I would have it every few months or so and then I got to where I had about eight of them in about two weeks and the final one was so bad it was like I was trying to work if you can imagine that sitting working on a computer and stuff like that I was trying to do it and it started like at 5 a.m it went to about 12 my wife said do I need to take you down to the emergency you know thing that we have down the road it's eight miles down the road whatever where we go if we ever have to go to the doctor and um I said, yeah, I said this I did and by the time I got there they did a small EKG. They put me in a room where there was no airflow, it immediately made me sick. Um and the doctor came in, he goes, Oh, he says, I suspect you have gallstones. So they send me the emergency room, I go down there, they fill me with morphine and some other things like that to that basically takes away the pain that I'm feeling, which is which was wonderful for me, because I thought I was having a heart attack. It had moved up into my chest, it was in my back, it was up under you know my right side of my rib cage and I didn't know what it was I didn't know what gallstones uh, were I didn't know gallbladder attacks and all this and they said oh we did all these tests and yeah your your gallbladder is full of stones we're going to take your gallbladder out well I'm so out of it I'm just like I don't care whatever so they keep me overnight it's like 20 grand and if people don't think that there's a scam in the health industry when I got the bills the various bills it was about 20 grand they whittled it down to like $4,000, okay, for, because I was self-paid. And one of the things that the doctor came in, she came in and she said, this is an elective surgery. And because it's an elective surgery, we want, you know, this isn't life-threatening or something like that. So you might want to think about it if you want to stop eating spicy foods, which, oh, you know what? If you tell me that, that's just the wrong thing to tell because I like spicy stuff. And it's not spicy food. <laughs> yeah, I like, I like spicy stuff. So... Um, they told me that this, that, and the other, well, I came home and I shared with you, Dr. Berg over here in the States. And I started watching Dr. Berg about kale shakes, about eating eggs without the yolks cooked, uh, that have choline in them. And all of this other stuff is very good for you. And I understood that the gallbladder was connected to the liver, which was connected to the pancreas and people who have their gallbladders taken out. If you've got stones in there, you're only increasing the chance for a bigger problem of having stones in your liver. If you don't deal with the problem. So I started following him. Um, and you know what? It's been two years or whatever that I've done. And I've, I've laid off some of the kel shakes. I'm going to be bringing some of that back, but the doctor told me there was no way to get rid of the stones, but Dr. Berg said, uh, no, that's not true. They're made up of cholesterol and this stuff right here will build that up. I took a, um, a bile supplement, uh, with it and it, it disintegrated the cholesterol that was in my gallbladder and stopped me from hurting. And the thing I I, this is why when you were telling me some of the other things, I, I was just like, well, this makes perfect sense.
2: Yep. It's, uh, you know, the the Gerson therapy, you, the coffee enemas, I still do them today. I put all my patients on them. They're incredible. And, uh, and what they do is they make all the bile ducts open and all the toxins come out. And that's why you do them uh, to speed up the detoxing. But, uh, you know, lots of my friends have got gallbladder pain. Lots of them have had their gallbladders out. But the, the way, you know, what I'm seeing now, even now, and I will say it, the pandemic, scandemic, and how it's all interconnected, I see, um, I, I've had friends all fall out with me over this. I don't care. You know, if they want to stay in ignorance, that's up to them because we all answer to the man above ultimately. Um, what I was taught in medical in nursing school and then I went back as well and did a master's level uh, independent nurse prescriber course a couple of years ago at university and it's all even the nurses in there were 60 of us senior nurses and pharmacists all in the, the classroom and it was teaching us all to apply drugs. now at lunchtime in the university it had a beautiful restaurant, quite a few of the different bases of the university. beautiful it wasn't organic but it was beautiful. But it also had a lot of rubbish there. I sat and watched (laughs) nurses, even the the couple that were sitting with me, they would have a packet of crisps, a chocolate bar, a Diet Coke, and then they would go out and have a vape. And these are healthcare professionals who are meant to educate others, and they made really poor food choices. And there was a thing in the UK a couple of years ago where they they were calling out in the press about how obesity was rife in nursing because they're making poor food choices. Now, if you've got nurses and doctors going through medical school and nursing school, and they don't teach them about nutrition, because they don't, I didn't get taught anything about nutrition, nothing. Um, How can they be healthcare professionals for everyone else? So what you see is now, it's all about recognizing a symptom, knowing the the normal workings of the body, recognizing the abnormal, and applying a drug. And, and, you know, you'll see see people um, in hospitals and they're not eating and drinking. So they'll give them these Ensure drinks, which are full of whey protein, they're full of sugar. They're absolute garbage. And and anyone that's got cancer, uh, cancer cells have three times as many insulin receptors on them. That's why when you go for an MRI, they give you a sugar solution to show up where the cancer cells are. Because they light up like a Christmas tree. And also, you, you're giving them sugar, which you, I don't mean natural sugar, I mean acid poison, white sugar. If, if you look at Thomas Tolberg's studies, um, your lymphocytes, your T lymphocytes that you need for viruses, fungus, and, and fighting cancer, if you give them a lot of animal protein, they'll actually go down. If you restrict, restrict it, they go up. And this is one of the things Dr. Gerson used. He restricted the animal protein. And so they're having this whey protein in these hideous shakes. They also put in them um, natural flavorings, which is MSG. Now you've got patients who've got um, brain tumours. They'll be having drugs to open up the, the brain, blood-brain barrier. You start giving them aspartame and MSG, and it's going to make those brain tumours. It's like pouring petrol on them. It's going to make them grow. Petrol on a fire. It's going to make them grow even faster. But the medics and the nurses are not taught about nutrition. So how on earth can they heal a body? They're not. It's a. It's a system to manage sickness by applying more chemicals. It's outrageous. And and that's what we see now. We see, I, I sat in a room with these senior nurses talking about vaccines and they were screaming at me. For me, that's really difficult because I know all of the things that are in a vaccine. And so to, to actually inject that into a child is horrific. To inject it into anyone, its it's horrific. And remember all these vaccine makers, they, they can't be held accountable for what's in them. They've got a complete autonomy off it. They don't get held accountable. So a, for a nurse that's injecting that or a doctor and they don't know the ingredients, which they don't, the nurses don't, they don't look, they are taking responsibility for their acts and omissions. So they're doing harm because that patient isn't making a true informed consent because they're not even being told what's in it. Right. I, I mean, for instance, I just want to point this out. In the, in, the, in the measles vaccine, it has immortalized cells. What that means is it's cells that will turn into cancer, immortalized. They don't switch off. The longer they're in you, the more they're cooking cancer. And cancer in the UK, and I believe it's the same in America, is one in two, and it's set to rise to everyone. Immortalized cell lines. Now, where do they get those immortalized cell lines from? From an aborted fetus. And then you've got the Vatican, the Pope, saying it's okay to have vaccines, but it's not okay to have an abortion. There's a a dichotomy straight away.
1: No, it's a good hypocrisy. Let's be clear about that. It's a good hypocrisy. I appreciate you bringing it out. And we talked about this thing. I sent you the the previous interview I did with Stephen Hallbrook. And uh, Stephen has uh, a website that people want to check out. It's called vaccinesandchristianity.org. Vaccinesandchristianity.org. And uh, we did an interview, the dark idolatrous history of vaccines, um, and uh, people can see that on sonsoflibertymedia dot com. But I, I, you know, a little comedy relief here before we get into the final section, which is I want to get into some things. You talk about you are what you eat, um, but I told you <laughs> I would throw this in the middle. But since you brought up vaccines, this is something to help people understand, sort of in a com- uh, a comedy fashion what's in there. So what I wanna do is I wanna play this. Now this is a really old video and um, I think people will get a chuckle out of this, okay? This is from flu vaccinations, okay? Here we go.
0: Health Canada says the best way to avoid the flu is vaccination, which in many provinces is free. Well, let's see if these recent flu shot recipients can help reveal the mystery of why Cheetos and Pop-Tarts list their ingredients while vaccines do their best not to. Are you aware of the ingredients in the vaccine?
1: Uh, I know there's some egg products.
2: I don't think they offered us a list of ingredients though.
0: That no, I don't know. This is blind faith for me. But did you know that there's uh, mercury in that shot? No I didn't. Oh I did not, no. Are you glad that it's free? Yes. But you know it's not really free. Yes. Well, that's paying for, through our taxes right, so. Uh, if I sneeze right now would you be okay with that? No. <laughs> Well, these people confirm two things. Some are happy to wait in line for a secret serum and nobody likes getting sneezed on. (laughs) Well, what if drug companies are right? What if tricking your body into thinking it's already sick doesn't make you sick? What if there's not enough vaccine to go around? You should know that making your own is easier than brewing your own beer. (laughs) And it could save your life. Well, the first thing you need is a live virus. Now, is there anyone here suffering from the flu? Sir, would you favor us by discharging directly onto these chicken embryos?
2: Anything uh, I, I, I can do to help?
0: Okay, oh. we now have our chicken embryos and our live virus. Now, from the pickled frog jar, your local school's biology class, we'll keep that virus dead like the drug companies do with formaldehyde. Now, careful, don't get any frog in the mix. That'd be gross. <laughs> Now, uh, let's add a little ether. Careful, don't fall asleep. And then we dump some detergent in there. That keeps it clean. And remember when your mother lost her mind when you played with mercury because it never leaves your body? Well, that makes it a great preservative. If you have a thermometer, well, staying healthy is a lot more important than room temperature. Now all of this goes into the centrifuge, like this blender, and hey, 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 it's vaccine for the whole family. (laughs) Well, the debate over whether vaccines usually don't work or aren't fully safe may never end, which at least explains why the contents are rarely publicized. Uh, I'm fine. I'm fine. But it's government recommended. Oh well, that's my eye on the flu shot.
1: (laughs) Okay, you get the point here, and um, I'm I'm sure Kate loved that because uh, I I sent it to her, and it's it's hilarious. I mean, it's just hilarious. But the the reason it's funny, um, you know, I I don't really care for Rush Limbaugh too much. He's a great entertainer. Don't get me. He is an entertainer, and he's a GOP water boy. There's no question about that. And he's a great entertainer. But one of the things he said was, to make something funny, you have to have this tremendous element of truth into it. And I think, Kate, one of the things this guy does is, though he makes it very funny, it's not very funny when people fall over dead because they can't receive the vaccine, or when people get autism, or when people get sick from taking these vaccines. This is not a funny thing at all.
2: Well— you've got it in the vaccines first of all it's all in the literature you can have anaphylactic reaction straight away and you die and lots that happens to all the time Uh, and then you can start fitting and then you can get brain damage from that that happens and then you've got the immortalized cell lines you've got the mercury you've got the aluminium which goes to the brain it's accumulative it causes dementia it sets up an immune response that never switches off never goes off it affects the first part of your immune response it turns that down which ranks up the second part. So you get what's called cytokine storm. It's got other animal RNA in it, which shouldn't even be in your body. That changes you forever. You become a GMO. Um, So it's got viruses in it. It's got funguses in it. It's got mold in it. And uh, it's there to destroy your health. That's all it's there for. And to take a newborn baby and to stick them with so many vaccines, it's horrific. It's all by design. It's the devil's work. It's Satan. Pharmakia. If you look in the translation of Pharmakia, it's sorcery, and also we're not supposed to defile this temple. Now I, um, you know, I've I've lived a different life to this. I have nursed, and, and I've turned my back on on a lot of what I, I've seen and asked for forgiveness. But um, you know, everything I see now that what's playing out in front of me, and and the nurses and the doctors that are telling me, they're coming to me and telling me what's happening, and for fear they don't want to, you know, a lot of them are fearful for their jobs. Who who cares? Because it, you know, if everything goes ahead with with the agenda, that's one thing we don't need to worry about because we're all in it together. But um, and also, you know, if they're harming people, which you are harming people, first do no harm. So if you're sticking a vaccine in somebody. And it's proven, remember the the CDC was taken to court last year with the Freedom of Information Act, and it was proven that a particular vaccine does indeed cause autism, and that's not including everything else it causes. So if you're you're the one that's holding that gun, and you're the one that's holding the gun, now remember a gun doesn't kill you, that gun won't kill you, even a gun with a bullet in it doesn't kill you, it's who pulls the trigger. It's the same as a knife. I've got kitchen knives for eating my dinner. It's not the knife that kills you. It's the person who directs that knife into the body. So if you're the nurse that's got that vaccine, it's you that's injecting it or the doctor. You are the one that's injecting those poisons into a human being that's going to ultimately kill them. It's either going to kill them instantly, very quickly, or long-term, it's going to make them very, very sick. And all of those illnesses from that vaccine are going to be the ultimate downfall. And and literally going back now, I've had doctors and nurses coming to me, just taking it back to what's happening today. Whenever you go into the hospitals, whether you go in for a broken leg, a cough or a cold, anything, they're testing you with this phony test, over 80% false positives. And that's going on your um, diagnosis first, not whatever else you're in there for. So, you know, if you're all complicit in this and you're, you're doing nothing about this, and then what are these patients getting when they're in there? Uh, even taking it again, I was hearing the doctor saying that when these patients are coming in they're sick, um, they're being ventilated and, and that's not viral and that you wouldn't use a ventilator for pulmonary edema. But going back to the vaccines, you've now got people screaming out, wanting this vaccine, wanting this new vaccine that's coming out, which is going to have just as many murdering toxins in it as all the rest. And so they're actually going to be asking for it. Now you always get all these people saying, Oh, you anti-vaxxers, you know, your your children are responsible for my vaccine getting sick. Think logically, use some discernment. If these vaccines were that good, how can the kids that aren't vaccinated be giving your kids that are vaccinated
1: Absolutely. the illness? Absolutely. It's Absolutely.
2: ridiculous. They've lost all their frontal lobe, tension, tact, and tenacity of endeavor. They can't think. Yep. So so that's the first thing. But let me tell you. For all those people that are pushing vaccines, it's you lot that are going to ultimately cost us lot our lives, not the other way around. You've got it all wrong. I agree. Because it's you lot being ignorant to the facts and sticking your head in the sand like ostriches and the nurses and the doctors that don't read the inserts, don't go through. You are ultimately, all of you are responsible and have got blood on your hands for all of those kids that are going to have mandatory vaccinations and the rest of us. It's your fault because you're pushing it through and accepting it and saying that the rest of us are responsible for your ignorance. You've got blood on your hands and you will answer, if not in this life, with your own lives from those vaccines, you're going to answer in the next life from God above.
1: No, I couldn't agree more. In fact, I'd say preach it, sister, as Bradley would say. Bring it down, Sister Sh- Uh You know, I mean, that's that's how he would bring. I think of Liberty. I I I agree that that's how that that's how we should should focus on it now here's the thing absolutely yeah and we've, we've 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 kind of run the gamut because we've we've heard your story and this is what we want to do in the premiere by the way people every saturday morning and we may have to do it earlier it'll, it won't be so early for uh kate but it'll be early for i me. don't
2: care i should do it as early as you like okay
1: well if i if i go back to the regular 6 a.m i don't have as much draw on my internet so some of the video and stuff like that will be good. If we have to stick up a picture and we just have the the audio, that's great. And I'm going to find out what's going on with the audio because I just really don't know. But here's the thing we want to do: we've got about six and a half minutes. We talked about you are what you eat. Give some people some practical things that they can even begin to do today. Because look, the issue is if you're ignorant of things, that's one thing. You've been you've been intaking all kinds of toxins through food and drink and, um, some things that the you air, really don't have any Wi-Fi, control over. Everything. Yeah. You don't have control. Some things that you don't have control over, but you've got those things, but you can fight back against those things. What are some practical things that the, the audience, uh, that's listening. And they're listening from all over the yeah. world, by the way. You've, you've had uh, some people who said they're from New York, some people from Australia, some people from uh, obviously the UK, and uh, and all around Europe. I've had some people and some people from the United States. So if you were to give them some some practical advice, here's how you can start today. What are some things I can do to begin to change how I'm living as far as as the scripture says it t- so it talks about making our gods our stomachs and it's really more or less our taste buds because our stomach will take water in and it'll be full but it's it's more like what we what we crave uh with our taste buds. what's well, some things that you could say here's some practical advice start with this first what would be some things that you would point them to
2: okay the very first thing is most of the supermarket is garbage the first two aisles with all the fruit and veg is where you should be if it doesn't look like you've pulled it off a tree or you've pulled it out of the ground or off a bush or you've killed it, you shouldn't be eating it. You tell me where a box of Kellogg's cornflakes grows. It doesn't. So it should look like food. That's the first thing. The more processing it's had, the more garbage is in it. So if it, even in a can, to try and always eat fresh fruit and vegetables because the process of canning, jarring it, anything like that kills all the vitamins and minerals. That's the first thing it doesn't. Remember over time, Toxicity and deficiency. So that's the first thing. You've got to eat fresh fruit and veg. We've got to start growing it because the food is. You know, if the agenda goes ahead, we're gonna we're gonna be where we don't have enough food. So find all your local your local little little organic farms. They just want your business. Go and buy it from them. Start learning while you've got the internet how you can grow your own garlic from a bulb of garlic. So that's what you put in your stomach. Don't be a glutton. Uh, and remember, MSG that's in these foods will make you eat more and more and more. That's, uh, I'll do a whole show on MSG. It's my favorite topic. So fresh fruits and vegetables, it will make your skin glow. It will make you look amazing. Get juicing. The rationale for juicing is you couldn't eat two kilos of carrots too much, but you could certainly juice them and get the maximum benefit. Get some chickens, really all of your stuff that's left over when you've juiced. Get a compost bin all of the stuff that your chickens don't eat or if you haven't got chickens in the compost bin that's going to be able to going to serve you for growing your stuff later the next thing is your your liquid tea and coffee tea's going to rob you of iron that's what it does if you drink lots of tea it's going to rob you of iron coffee you shouldn't be drinking too much coffee it's a stimulant and um one cup of coffee i say is the maximum you should be having now your water you're drinking tap water with fluoride in it, chlorine in it, bromine in it, it's going to displace the iodine from your thyroid gland. Biggest cause of disease? Lack of iodine in the human body. Get a distiller, get a Berkey water filter, get a zero drinking cup. If you can't afford anything else, get one of these. Long term, these are more expensive and the jugs because the filters are a lot. But you can just use these, you can get them for your kids. So keep your liquids clean. Think about your air that you breathe. Get out in the midday sun, get the fresh air, Go where the plants are. That's what to do. Think about your toxins from around. That's your Wi-Fi. Switch your Wi-Fi off at night. Don't have your mobile on you. Switch it to airplane mode. Switch everything off at night. Not All your cordless phones. Don't have a microwave. Microwaves are just destroying everything in your food. And if you're 10 foot out from that, it's going to be destroying you as well. The only place for a microwave is in the dustbin, crushed, gone. Um, eat a lot of raw foods. That's another reason to juice. When you buy juice from the counter, you go and buy it from a supermarket, it's dead. When you make a fresh juice after one hour, 60% of those living enzymes have gone. Make it, drink it. Pour water through your juicer, just wash it once a day. Make it easy for yourself. Start picking up the apples. Chew the seeds in the apples, three apples a day. Chew the seeds. The seeds are full of vitamin B17. Vitamin B17 kills cancer cells. Yes, it does. What does God say? Everything you need, I shall provide in the seeds of the fruits of the trees. Ta-da!
1: No, yeah, I, I totally agree. And I actually took your advice, and because I, I used to cut the apples up and um, and I'd cut the and seeds. Throw out. The seeds. Yeah,
2: and throw away the Eat seeds. Yeah, and throw away the seeds.
1: And and you said do that, and I actually ate them, and they actually tasted. I can't. I still can't put my finger on it. As to what the flavor was that came out of the seeds, it wasn't an It's awful... like marzipan.
2: It's a really funny taste like marzipan. That's the, that's the B17. That's your amygdalin. It's okay. amazing. No, amazing. Full molecules. My, sugar. I, sugar. I told my— cyanide. I told amazing. my kids
1: it reminded me of a certain tea. My wife gets different kinds of uh, teas, um, like herbal teas and stuff like that. You're talking about dandelion tea and stuff like that. Um, she gets different kinds of things like that that the kids will, will drink. And I, I was taking one for it was like a liver detox and stuff. But you can you can have those things and, of course, eliminate the sugar. Again, I'm a good old sugar uh, southern boy, and I was taught you dump like, I don't know, two cups of sugar in regular tea. And that's the way I did it for years. Now, I haven't done it in years, but that's the way I made iced tea because that's the way I was taught to do it. And we, you know, I can drink unsweetened tea with somebody. Oh, well, then you're not Southern. Okay, well, whatever you say. But the fact of the matter is, is when you told me to do that with the apple seeds, boy, I, I noticed a tremendous difference. Um, this is Kate Shimirani We're going to have the the um, archive of the show on SunCelebrityMedia.com. We're also going to provide some information for you guys. That uh, Kate has That helps fund her We want to help her For taking her time To be with us Those links will be In the show as well You guys check them out Lord willing We'll be back with you on Monday Have a great Lord's Day See ya